Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. to Star Wars Action News' coverage of the 2010 Comic-Con International in San Diego. We will be bringing you the latest Star Wars collecting news from the convention floor, including Hasbro, Gentle Giant, DK Books, Lucasfilm, and more. And welcome to our San Diego Comic-Con 2010 coverage. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie, and we're back home. Yes, desperately needed to get home. It was a rough con this time. For whatever reason, it really was busy. Yes, it was. I got sunburned really badly at Comic-Con, go figure. On cloudy days. Yes. A friend of ours witnessed the stabbing, which no one freak out because that's not normally how Comic-Con goes. There's, it's usually a very peaceful event. If there was a stabbing, I really honestly thought, and I'm not even making a joke because I wouldn't make a joke about stabbing. I honestly thought it would be at the General Giant booth over a clone bust. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I, I really thought many times that would break out in violence. But we've got a packed show. We're going to run down all the Comic-Con stuff we didn't before. Plus, we have exclusive interviews with Hasbro's Daryl DePriest, as well as with Hallmark and General Giant. Got a lot of news coming up right from the sources there. So, Well, let's start with our general news, which is non-toy news, I guess. It's a collectible news. Family Guy is going to be doing a Return of the Jedi parody. It's called It's a Trap. What's it called? It's a Trap. I think it's called It's a Trap! Thank you. And this will be their last Star Wars parody, because really, The Phantom Menace was a parody in itself. You're kind of doing what the lady who plays Lois said, is they sucked. That was her words on the panel. But what Seth MacFarlane said is that TV animation couldn't handle trying to parody the prequels and all of the detail. Perhaps he just doesn't feel as nostalgic about them as he does the others. Yes. In other Star Wars news, in one building, you had Harrison Ford, Natalie Portman, Sam Jackson, and Mark Hamill, and Ahmed Best. If you were working security, your autograph list is just checked off. Yeah, Harrison Ford was there promoting Cowboys and Aliens. Natalie Portman was there for Thor. Sam Jackson was there for Avengers. Ahmed Best was there asking for handouts. Hey, (laughs) I never was able to track him down. I'm so bummed. I'm kidding. He was actually in 2001 Maniacs Part 2. Yes. He's there promoting that gem. I think that that's like the crown jewel in his oeuvre, the sequel to a really bad Robert Englund movie. Well, he was Jar Jar? Right. He was Jar Jar? Yes. Okay. In video game news, we went to the Star Wars The Old Republic panel, and really, I didn't get a lot out of it. I'll be honest, I start to kind of go numb when people start talking about character classes and leveling up and grinding, and I'm like... Grinding? 
That's fun. Well, that's what they call it because it's a grind to try to level up your character. Ah. I had to go out and kill so many Chubas in Star Wars Galaxies. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Old Republic that makes me scared. You know all those really cool videos that you've seen and we've seen and you get all new Old Republic horny? Mm -hmm. Those aren't made by the people making the game. Game trailers are kind of deceptive in that they usually don't feature gameplay. Not only don't they feature gameplay, the people making the game did not make these. It was another company. They hired another company to make trailers to sell the game. So it's like, all right, is it really going to wow me? And by that, I mean, wow, both ways. Is it going to be as good as World of Warcraft is from what I hear from people who don't talk to me anymore because they are too glued to their monitor? (laughs) I would love a Star Wars game so good that I'm willing to quit my job over it the way some people do for World of Warcraft. But by the second point, is it going to be fun? And you know what I didn't get? I didn't get answers to either of those questions out of that old Republic panel, nor did I get a release date. Hmm. We also hit the Force Unleashed panel. They showed the footage of Boba Fett. I like how you put in the notes, it was inchage, because you got like a brief glimpse of Boba Fett. Yeah, they really didn't spill too much, although spoiler alert, if you're already spoiled, we're going to unspoil you, because in the trailer, it makes it seem like for certain, Starkiller was a clone, he walks in and sees all the cloning chambers. Well, in new trailer, they now have Rom Koda saying, well, they've never been able to clone a Jedi, so you're actually not a clone. So is he a clone or isn't he a clone? It's all Blade Runner. (laughs) The best thing about that panel was the eight-year-old boy who went up and grilled Hayden Blackman. It was great. It was like a youth ray shot at Nathan P. Butler because he's up there going, how is it Rom Coda can't think Starkiller's a clone when Rom Coda already had clone troops in Battlefront Elite Forces? Yeah, this little kid knew his stuff. And Hayden's like, well, this game takes place before that. He's like, but da, 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 da. it was it was shocking. And he didn't back down. He no. was not timid. He stood his ground and was like hammering follow up after follow up. Whoever that is, if you're listening out there, we would love to have you doing interviews for Star Wars Action News. <laughs> Give us a call. Drop us an email because you grilled Hayden. I was wowed. Yeah, yeah it was he, odd. And he was funny. There were several precocious little kids during that band. There were. There were a lot of precocious little kids all around, I noticed, this trip. We went to DK's Star Wars panel, and I got really excited about a book that I hadn't been too excited about before, and that's Star Wars Year by Year. Now, of course, I'm going to buy it because my Because that's what you do. Yeah, my Star Wars book collection is growing in leaps and bounds, and I'm very proud of my book collection, and I wouldn't not buy a book, anything from a little you youth adventure about Jar Jar all the way up to the making of The Empire Strikes Back. So Star Wars year by year, though, I actually I had a really bad feeling about this. Didn't mean to quote Star Wars (laughs) because I honestly thought they were just taking that feature from the Star Wars Insider where they had those years and putting it in here. And if you look at the layout, it kind of looks similar to how they did this. But they had Ryder Wyndham, Pablo Hidalgo, Daniel Wallace and Gus Lopez all up there talking about this book. And let 
let me tell you, if you're a collector, you want this book because year by year, this isn't just the making of, this is the toys, what toys were out. This is the comics. They went into a lot of detail talking about how comic dates on the cover aren't when the comics released. It's when the comics to be pulled off the shelf. So if you ever have a comic and it says like June 1980, it was released sometime before June 1980. And so they had to do a lot of research to find the actual ship dates of these and ship dates of the toys to find out when all of this came out. For people who grew up with Star Wars, I think this is going to be an invaluable resource. Now, I did catch up with Gus after the fact, and he told me they are not putting in a grid of every comic and the ship date, which makes me sad. I would really like that. But let me tell you, they were making some digs at Wikipedia. They're like, Wikipedia just puts the cover date on there. How dare they? Yeah, there's a little bit of a... Oh my gosh, I can't believe they do that. But honestly, I'm very excited for this book now. And if you head over to Amazon, it's half off if you pre-order. It's $25 for a $50 book. My pre-order is in. Again, I was going to buy it anyway, but now I'm excited about it. They also talked about Chris Travas and Chris Reif's new blueprints, the Rebel Edition. And if you have their previous blueprints book, it's astounding. And they're doing a lot of work here. And they were asked if they were going to be doing any more blueprints maybe eu blueprints and they're like yeah we'd like to do all of it buy these and if they sell well maybe they'll ask us to do more but as good as the questions were in the force unleashed panel the questions here you know they were more the childlike because we sit through a panel it's about 45 minutes about these two books very book specific and then they open it for questions and somebody goes up and it was a kid and i'm not making fun of him but it was why did george lucas make star wars where did he get the idea it's like i i felt it was a little disrespectful respectful to the authors because it's like the kid just walked in the room or wasn't paying attention but they did have a good response to one question they another kid asked and he was an older kid that he had a question that's been burning for years why did lando steal han's clothes that was the best question ever what was great was the authors all rolled with it and talked about how lando is very fashion oriented and he was probably tired of being in the dirty clothes but their first stop was at like a neiman marcus so he could get more clothes and Outlando was the only one who dare wore a cape in the entire trilogy except for Vader himself. So that was that was a good question, but again it didn't have a whole lot to do with the topic of the panel. <laughs> On Friday, Hasbro gave a presentation on Star Wars collectibles. Which you could have watched live on our website, SWActionNews.com. We did both the Hasbro panel and the Star Wars collecting panel that had General Giant, Kotobukiya, Sideshow. Now, if you looked at the presentation slides on our website, you probably had a little bit of deja vu. Because we've seen it all before at Toy Fair. There was really not anything... Not much. There were a few Clone Wars items and a few figures. Unfortunately, so much of it had been leaked. And we had well over 200 people in the chat room or viewing. And many were in the chat room. I was on my iPhone filming it, so I can't see how many actually went in the chat. But basically, the chat room had one unanimous question from the 80s and that's where's the beef <laughs> they kept waiting for new stuff they were like yeah we've seen this all where's the new stuff well they are holding it a lot for celebration well allegedly or are they 
we talked to Daryl about that coming up in just a little bit. But the short of it is they only showed product remaining for 2010, and there's not a lot of 2010 left. Plus, they said they're only going to be releasing waves about every six weeks. So it looks like it's going to be kind of a sparse year for the rest of 2010. But they did talk about in the Q&A is where a lot of the good information came up. Somebody asked if there'd be any figures coming out for the Force Unleashed 2, and they said that there would be in 2012. And, you know, it takes Hasbro about a year and a half to go from concept to on shelves, so that seems about right. But there will be more Force Unleashed coming also in 2011. For those of you who like the comic packs... Me, me, me. Especially the new ones at Comic-Con that had the very nice box. You like to be blackmailed. (laughs) Not me. They said in the panel that if you buy the Entertainment Earth comic packs, the line may continue. You have to show your support that way. So this is its last chance. It's on life support. If you want these to continue, you guys are going to have to buy them. Well, I did. I pre-ordered them. I'm hoping that the comic packs will continue. I still think it's not going to. But, you know, it's kind of like so many of these lines that just refuse to give up. Kind of like how the Unleashed 9-inch figures were at the end. Everybody's like, oh, the line's dead. Oh, there's one more. Okay, now the line's... Oh, there's another one. Okay, now the line's dead. I I have a feeling... That may be what happens with comic packs, but honestly, comic packs have given me some of the most excitement I've had the past year, action figure-wise, anyway. So, I do hope that they continue. They also talked about their Celebration 5 exclusive, and alright, I'm a little lurked here. It's, <laughs> I I guess I'm a geek, because Daryl and his crew were up there talking about the Celebration 5 exclusives, the Zuckus and Forlom, or Forlom and Zuckus. And he said that it's really celebrating a mistake. Well, you know, it wasn't really a mistake that Forlom was named Zuckus in the Vintage line and Zuckus was named Forlom. I mean, perhaps it was a decision they'd later regret, but it was intentional that somebody said, this one is Forlom, this one is Zuckus. It's when West End Games came around and was doing the RPG. They went to the Acolytes at Lucasfilm and said, Oh, dear sir, may we change this? And it was thus changed. Perhaps one of the first major retcons of Star Wars. So it's not celebrating a mistake. It's celebrating history. It's celebrating what was. It's like the Old Testament and the New Testament. (laughs) Vengeful Zuckus versus benevolent Zuckus. But finally, there were a lot of questions about some specifics in Hasbro's panel. And I took the questions from our listeners right to Daryl himself on the floor of the Hasbro booth. And here's that interview exclusive to Star Wars Action News. And we're here at the Hasbro booth with Daryl DePreeze, head of the Star Wars line. Hello again, sir. How are you doing? Doing well. We broadcast your presentation live and have a number of questions from our listeners and our forum members about the product you revealed. Start off talking about the product you didn't reveal. Uh, well, um, here at, at Comic-Con this year, uh, we actually held back three products um, to, uh, to try and, uh, you know, to try and keep some secrets for Celebration 5. So there are actually three things we didn't show. They are uh, retailer exclusives, um, and we think that they're pretty big news. Um, and in addition, we did not show anything from any of our 2011 lines, and that's what we'll be holding for Celebration 5 as well. Otherwise, what people are seeing here is everything that we've got coming for the rest of the year, except for those uh, the three exclusives and then uh, some glimpses of 2011. Great. Looking forward to that. I've, I've 
think the devout fans have seen at least some of it. Um, yep, the, the devout fans have uh, probably seen uh, glimpses of two if they know where to look. I think uh, two of the three might be out. Uh, we're definitely holding one surprise that, that they didn't know about. Um, there's no way they know about it yet. <laughs> Now, the big talk is about the vintage line returning. I have a few figure-specific questions from people who've seen the pictures we put online. The first is about Wicked. He's got two hoods, a green and a brown. Is that how he's going to ship? Yep, he'll ship He'll ship with the two hoods. And originally, Wicked was supposed to come with um, princess, the Princess Nisa, but um, we, we just couldn't fit it in from a costing standpoint. It was just way too expensive. So instead, we decided to make Wicked kind of a, a dual action figure, um, basically, so you could have his original original, um, you know, Return of the Jedi appearance, but then also the green cloak or the green hood from uh, from Ewoks. So it's it's kind of a two-in-one wicket. You could display them either way as fits your, you know, your your the particular way that you kind of display your collection. Is Princess Kinesa going to be coming down the line? Um, yeah, we're we, we I can't commit to you right now. We do have her sculpt, and um, it's typical when we do development work on a figure, um, we don't want that to go to waste when we have to put that figure aside. So we are looking for a way to you know get her back into into the line at some point. Although that that we don't have her slotted in just yet. We're hoping to, you know that within the next couple of years uh, she'll find her way out. And then we see the foil-backed chase figures here. Is that again called Ultimate Galactic Hunt? Yeah, we're calling it Ultimate Galactic Hunt just because fans are familiar with that for, for our foil chase um, backer card program. Although it won't be stickered as the Ultimate Galactic Hunt this year. They'll just be um, out there. We're doing 12 different figures. Um, the figures are identical whether they're on a foil card or a non-foiled card. So if, if fans are completist openers, you know, it doesn't matter. They can ignore the foil, not not really worry about the foil. But you know, we like to do that for the people who like you know a little something extra, extra, a little special chase version. And um, we're just foiling that uh, that strip that that runs around the vintage car design. That'll be the you know the part that's uh, this foil. And we're also foiling the uh, the the Star Wars part that surrounds um, the Empire Strikes Back or or Revenge of the Sith. So it's a really nice motif. And so just to repeat, there's not two Anakin's. There's not going to be a light side Anakin and dark side Anakin. One being Chase. Correct. That's we don't like to do that. We don't like to make a you know scarcer Chase version and make that a unique figure. Um, we think that that you know deliberately frustrates fans who want to you know who want to get that figure, and we don't. Want to undersupply the market like that, you know, undersupply the collector base. So, you know, it's the same version in each case, and it's only a packaging change. One more thing about the Uggs. What is the case ratio going to be with these uh, Ultimate Galactic Hunt figures? Okay, there will be um, four Galactic Hunt figures per case, and we're calling them Ultimate Galactic Hunt only because fans are familiar with that term, but they're not actually stickered as Ultimate Galactic Hunt figures. So um, there will be four per case, and and with a ratio of one of each of the figures per case. So in any case you open up, you'll get four silvers, but only one of each character. And then there'll be 12 overall, so there'll be three different cases that it will house all the uh, silver foil figures. And a couple questions from uh, Nick over at Jedi Temple Archives. The Geonosis 2-packs, are 
we see them here we, uh, packaged, and it's in the old-style packaging. Is that how it's going to be at retail, or is it going to be redesigned for the new clone cloud packaging? No, that's actually how it's going to appear at retail, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, first of all, the the, uh, the primary reason is um, it was originally slated to be at Target uh, in the spring, and they and Target decided, so we developed um, you know the sets to match and complete that Geonosis Arena set, and then Target decided that it's better off for their own merchandising to um, to actually bring these figures out in the fall with all the other activity that we've got going on. It was a better timing for them. Um, so we looked at our timing. We said we can't make a package change in time. Um, so that will be one of the exceptions where it's a, it's an item that is not in the in the new black and blue line look. And that's because it was really it's a it's an item that had been pushed out. So which is fine too because it you know it completes that circle. So you'll have a consistent package for all 12 uh, Geonosis sets. The Gamorrean Guard in the vintage line, in the picture he has kind of a furry skirt, for lack of a better term. There's not one on the figure on display. Is there going to be a soft goods skirt on him at retail? The good news about the vintage Gamorrean Guard, um, he will come with that soft goods, that furry skirt. It just didn't make it on to the sample that we brought here to the show. I was a little shocked when going through the cases to see the Unleashed Battle Packs are back. Why are the Unleashed Battle Packs back? <laughs> um, Unleashed is actually a uh, popular concept with kids. So we've we've looked at what we've created over time with the Unleashed, and we're we're trying to find ways to get you know more of a big battle in a package in kids' hands because we think that's an important part of the Star Wars play pattern. And um, the Unleashed is uh, is a is a nice way to do that. A nice way to kind of attack that that play pattern. So so we'll work with our retailers to find, you know, uh, like a suitable opportunity and then, you know, hopefully keep getting those out. All right. Well, thank you very much, Derek. We're looking forward to everything you reveal also at Celebration 5 and appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Daryl, for such a great interview. He's really nice to talk to us like that, and he really loves all the questions, and he loves to do the research to find out all these things that are in your head. And I want to thank everybody at Hasbro also. They had a fan site get-together on Friday night with an open bar, <laughs> the best collectible liquor. Yes, but you don't get to keep it very long. And I, I have an interesting bit of collecting news for all of the collectors here. I don't think this has been published anywhere. And Daryl told it to me over drinks. If you're looking for rare figures and you have a first day of issue Yarna, it turns out due to the high demand for figures around the Clone Wars and the Midnight Madness and how many of the first day of issue figures were ordered, there are more first day of issue figure Yarnas <laughs> than there are non first day of issue Yarnas. <laughs> I find that hysterical, which means I don't have the chase non-first day of Yarna variant. <laughs> so if you have one of the non-first day of issue Yarnas, run to eBay scalpers with this information now. That value is going to shoot up to $3. You think it's going to be that much? <laughs> Now, if you placed an order at the Hasbro booth and got one of the order forms, or you happen to follow us on Facebook or Twitter where we took a picture of said order form, you might have seen a coupon code that you could use at HasbroToyShop.com. 
If you use all caps COMIC2010, you get 10% off your next Hasbro Toy Shop order, and they just happen to have the Darth Maul Uncle Owens in stock, which means basically you're paying less than I did, and I went to the con. But they don't have the hottest toy at Comic-Con, the one that brought all the boys to my yard. This is not Marvel Action News, Marjorie, but yes, Galactus was actually the hot toy of the convention. He sold out first, and I bought one, and Marjorie was carrying it while I took some photos at the Hasbro booth, and Marjorie kept getting hit on. I did, because it was Galactus. Well, keep him mint on card, and then you have something to do if anything ever happens to me. Okay. Next up, we stopped at the Sideshow booth. and went, They always have some neat things going on because they've got, besides Star Wars, some really cool licenses like Predator and Terminator. And it's always cool to see the T-1000s. Yeah, they always have the Terminator exoskeleton out. Yeah. All the new Predators merchandise was out. But I, I honestly didn't spend too much time looking at anything because here's the truth about Sideshow. I can get into a lot of trouble there, spending a lot of money there on things I should be spending on money on Star Wars mm-hmm. because it's like Sideshow Star Wars product is my second wife or another wife or uh-huh. is like my wife in that they're gorgeous and they're so refined and you just love to be with them. But every so often, you know, you kind of get that wanderlust that leads you over towards a predator bust or something. And then you realize, no, 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 I got to come back. I got to rein it in. Because honestly, Sideshow's booth, I was talking about leaving drool on the plexiglass. When I got there, that wasn't too far from the truth. Honestly almost everything in their booth was phenomenal. I saw in the 1-6 scale the Greedo and all the detail on him, the Emperor and the chair. But what astounded me was the Yoda Hut diorama. Just That was really neat. All of the fine detail to the fact that Yoda is a slob and leaves his dishes on I the know, floor. I know, dirty dishes. But it had a lot of detail inside because it had all this crap inside. I thought it was great. And they had the Han and Greedo set up with the canteen environment and it was just like the scene they actually had the figures posed in such a way that it completely replicated the han shooting first scene although it looked like han's hand kind of came off and might have been super glued back on so uh (laughs) be careful trying this at home kids But damage happens when you go to these cons. They do the best they can. And they're set up and taken down so many times just because they are traveling around. So these aren't the ones you're obviously getting. And these are subjected to a lot more abuse than you would normally do. I'd hope. Anyway. In the premium format line, the Mecha Darth Maul got a lot of attention. All the passersby were talking about it and about how cool it was. And half the people were like, what is it? And the other half were going, didn't you read the comic? And explaining the comic. That was the main thing that everybody's like oh cool what is it it's darth maul with robot legs it kind of looks like darth maul maybe isn't all man and general grievous is and that's what happens when they made it <laughs> he does kind of have grievous legs now that you pointed out the clawed feet but the detail on the sculpt just astounding i am amazed by the detail on it and even something that i shouldn't like and if any of our listeners have a spare five thousand dollars around they'd like to loan me <laughs> spare $5,000. 
that bronze Django Fett was awesome. And I, I didn't see the big deal with it. I was just kind of like, eh. Let me tell you what I like about it. First of all, the sculpt's just amazing, the detail on it. But second, normally the bronze items that I've seen, including from Sideshow and especially the few that Gentle Giant put out, they always look like a dirty penny. Uh, the bronze always has this kind of dirty look to it. That's what happens. Well, this Django Fett was like love, exciting and new. <laughs> I just saw it and I'm like, I never thought I'd spend $5,000 on a Star Wars item. Oh, let's go back. Let's go back because you just said you never thought you'd spend $5,000. Does that mean it's a possibility? This will probably be sold out before the budget recoups to the point that I would have $5,000. And how much did you spend on the Falcon? Let's just move on. That was only three. It's You know, every time I make a bigger purchase, it's the purchase I didn't think I'd ever make. Yeah. But, of course, not everything is aces. There is that Obi-Wan bust. I don't get what happened to him. It's like someone just went chomp. I, I'm thinking it's after the zombie apocalypse. I can't stand these busts, these quarter-scale busts that basically look ethereal, like they're smoke come to life. And he's like he's like the Obi-Wan genie coming out of the bottle, only we can't see the bottle. It, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't even understand the physics. How does it stand and not fall? I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. It's just kind of weird. People were saying when they saw the pictures online that it didn't look like Alec Guinness. In person, it looks better than it does in a photograph. I think it looks pretty much like him. It's not bad. No, it's not. I've seen worse. It's not perfect, but I've seen worse in wax museums. Yes, yes, we have. And the other thing was their dioramas. They had Yoda versus Sidious and Leia versus Jabba. And in person, meh. I didn't really care for the Leia and Java one, did you? If I was going to get one of the two, that would be the one. But I think it's more because it's original trilogy and I don't have enough Java items, I guess. Whereas Yoda, Sidious, I don't know. It, it was kind of cool design, but I don't think I'd spend the money on it. Now, I think Sideshow did something very smart, though, because I went to Sideshow's booth and I'm like, well, there's nothing new here. I'm not seeing anything new. All this stuff was stuff that they already put on sale and in many cases sold out. But it got me thinking, they are smart. Why? Because if they announced this stuff at Sideshow, how much time would we have spent talking about it? We probably would have gone, they had this, 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 and this, see the mm -hmm. pictures. Kind of what we're going to do with everybody else who did announce things. They're just another voice shouting for your attention. Starting True. preview night of Comic-Con. Yeah. By having 20 days before Comic-Con, and it's probably the same reason they don't go to Toy Fair and have their own to pre-Toy Fair announcements, they're the only ones being talked about. We talked about Sideshow for three full weeks in all their new releases, and now we got to see them and we're talking about them again. True. I think that was very shrewd of them. I think they played us well and not just, you know, us as in the entire fan base. They're also very good with their marketing, with keeping you informed and doing the reveals and everything. Yeah. Now, they did have new news at their presentation in the panel. They also had copious technical difficulties <laughs> during their panel. A lot of people did. That seemed to be the theme of the day. 
But they talked about in the 12-inch line, they're going to be doing more bounty hunters. In fact, they're doing a super articulated IG-88 that will be movie-specific, going for the Empire look, but trying to give him the mobility and flexibility that IG-88 has in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, because he hasn't got any in the movies. Nah, he... I actually don't... I imagine he's much like the Tin Man when he walks. Yeah, probably. I thought he may have four points of articulation, just like his vintage figure counterpart, but... You think he'd have that much? Four? Well, that's arms and legs. He has to walk somehow. That's true. He doesn't roll like R2, or does he? (laughs) Are we making our own... But they said you're going to be really surprised at some of the figures they're doing in the 1-6 scale line. Not to get anybody's hopes up, but while they were saying that, they were showing pictures, and it was one from Kashyyyk that had Chewbacca in the background. I know people are really wanting a Chewbacca. They have for many years. I asked Sideshow about it at Toy Fair the last time they went to Toy Fair, and they said the hair is a problem. They want to do the hair right. And we thank them for that, because let's face it, if the hair is bad, that's going to make or break your Chewbacca. Not going to lie because the guy that hangs around hollywood he's like a bathroom rug and it's horrible yeah if done wrong your chewbacca could look very much like captain caveman and nobody wants that (laughs) i love captain caveman i used to run around the house when i was little going captain caveman and son yeah they announced in their premium format they showed the stormtrooper and there's going to be a very female heavy lineup Isla Sakura, Mara Jade, and Shakti. Some of these were known about, but I don't know. The problem is with the female characters, they're all these B-listers, C-listers, Mara Jade. I mean, she's big to the EU, but honestly, I have to say anybody on television or the films trumps Mara Jade for the most part. I think so, because really, isn't Mara Jade's time over? Yeah, they killed her in the books, and yet the merchandise goes on. Nice to know Shannon Basket will still have something to sign. They also tried to announce, but technical difficulties made it so that I didn't quite get all of it. There's going to be a new maquette line from Sideshow that's a totally new line and a new direction for Sideshow products that are going to be highly stylized and depict scenes outside of the movies. The One of the parts of the video that actually played was... <laughs> These characters have had a lot of adventures that we haven't seen, so let's depict some of those. I know, the technical difficulties had me laughing so hard this year. You know you're in trouble if they're calling me up out of the audience for help. Well, that was the Mexican guy that was security. He just goes, you, up there. And you're like, I didn't even have the I will not fix your computer shirt on. How did he know? But no, unfortunately, I couldn't help them out because they had a password error. If you don't know your password, well, that's what security's there for. Yeah, see, that's the problem. (laughs) That was the ultimate technical difficulty was somebody left them a laptop but didn't give them the password. So if you're leaving your laptop for people, you need to give the password. But at least the audience was good natured because nobody got stabbed over it. (laughs) Instead, they just had a good laugh every time the video skipped. (laughs) Next up, we headed over to Gentle Giant. Man, I'm just going to be out of money this next year. I think I need to find a higher paying job. But let's talk about what everybody's talking about to start. And that's the 12 inch figures. The big question, the will he or won't he of Comic-Con for me was, would I go? Come home with the 12 inch stormtrooper. And you did not. I didn't. And let me tell you why. Seeing it in person. It helps. The lack of detail on a vintage figure is charming and quaint 
on a three and three quarter inch figure. <laughs> Let me equate it to you another way. When a little kid walks up to you and he whistles as he speaks and he opens his mouth and you see a tooth barely hanging on by a thread, that's kind of cute and funny. When a 28-year-old man comes up to you and he kind of whistles as he speaks and he opens his mouth and his front tooth's hanging by a thread, that's really repugnant. <laughs> Quite repugnant, actually. When they took the three and three quarter inch stormtrooper and blew it up, it looked like a pool toy. You know why it looked like a pool toy? It was the plastic. It wasn't shiny. It was kind of, and I can't think of what toy it is it reminds me of, but it has a very strong, that polyurethane smell. Mm-hmm. And it has, it doesn't, I can't describe what toy it feel. It makes me think of, but it does not make me think of an action figure. Some of them are great. They got that shiny plastic look, mm. but the Stormtrooper didn't have it. That, that's very true. And, and you looked in the case where they had the displays and they had the vintage figure and its 12 inch counterpart in many cases they were all the shiny plastic and it's not the oh boy the figure's melting shiny which does happen no, with vintage it, figures it's a good shiny yeah and the stormtrooper was very dull and not a dull white but just not shiny and the way the neck kind of merged into the shoulders it, it just reminded me of a stormtrooper blow up inflatable and that's the only way I can explain it. And really, all right, the price is $85. You include shipping. You're talking $100, really. And, I mean, even if I picked it up at the con, I spent $100 shipping home stuff from the con. So this would not be free shipping if I pick it up there. I have to fly home with it, cradle it like a baby, or take it to FedEx. Either way, I'm paying. Yeah, I briefly debated carrying Galactus like a baby. So for $100, what I love about a vintage Stormtrooper was not in this figure but here's the thing once i saw the others i realized this is a line that at a hundred dollars a piece i'm going to be picking and choosing and i think i may be picking more than i choose because they had the first dozen figures available and well they had me at greedo they had you at greedo yeah they had me at greedo i figured because you take that detail, and Greedo had a bumpy head. You blow it up, it doesn't look that bad. And the plastic was the same sheen on the 12 inches, on the vintage. But they're not available now. No. They're going to be releasing these over the span of the next year. So you can think about one a month. The Greedo, I must have. My entire collecting started with Greedo. I must have that Greedo. Do you end with Greedo, then? Well, that walrus man's looking kind of cool. So that's a no. In in my childhood mind, Greedo and Walrus Man were friends. Mm-hmm. And they probably were. You know, I bet they were. They both would fight together against the humans. I didn't really understand the story of Star Wars. To me, it was humans versus aliens. Very xenophobic of me. And so, yeah, they, they teamed up together. And the Jawa, vinyl-caped Jawa. Uh, I mean, look at the Darth Vader that they have up there. If you're listening to the Enhanced Podcast or come to our copious photo galleries at SWX, actionnews.com. The Vader looks great with his giant vinyl cape. He, he looks like he's kind of pimping. He does. I like how they had the collar up, so he looked like Count Dracula. But that's how the figure was. I know, I remember. And then... But see, I'm, see, I'm wondering if you should do this very Seinfeldian, and you started with the Greedo, and now you shall end with the Greedo. But that vintage Boba Fett, which is the Celebration 5 exclusive... Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I have such fond memories of Vintage Boba. Mm, I think he will be my first. I'm I'm skipping the Stormtrooper. Not that that's hurting Gentle Giant any, because it was their biggest seller at the con. They sold out many days. But I, I'm definitely down with the line, but I'm just, at $100 a figure, going to pass on the completionism of the line. Wow. That's kind of big of you, Arnie. Well, I'm really scared of where they're going to go with it, and how much room it will take, and how many variants they'll do. Big the variants head- are it's gonna kill you big head han and small head han smiling lando and frowning lando you know collar up leia bespin collar down leia bespin it can get crazy if they do this so (laughs) but let me tell you something other than the stormtrooper i think that was a bad first step because say their first figure had been greedo or say their first figure had been boba fett or even hammerhead i'd probably be down with the whole line because it's probably like meth once i get my taste but by starting with the Stormtrooper, I, I was able to pass. I realized that for most people, it's like, ooh, Stormtrooper, must have, love Stormtrooper. But it just, it looked like a pool toy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it did. Well, we also talked to Greg at Gentle Giant about the lineup. They've got the 12 inches and a few other things that they've got in their booth as well. We're here with Greg Crafts from Gentle Giant. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. Let's talk about what everybody's talking about. Start right off with your booth babes. Our booth babes, yes. Well, we have some of the fine ladies from uh, Leia's uh, MetalSlaveBikini.com. Uh, they are here passing, uh, posing for pictures, promoting Gentle Giant, and passing out uh, scratcher cards for our new website, which is going to launch in a couple of weeks. So you're saying our listeners can order Slave Leia on the web? Uh, well, they can order through through their website. You can actually order a replica bikini. It's actually fantastic, uh, fantastic work. The guy who the guy who runs the site is a good friend of General Giant, um, and he uh, he brought the girls in actually for a photo session at, uh, with our job of the hut, and uh, that was a fantastic day. You can see pictures of that on the General Giant Facebook, uh, on our Facebook fan page. So I recommend checking that out. Now um, you know, but the girls are here. They're posing for pictures. They're really friendly, really great people to hang with. You know, it's great times all around. And then, of course, what everybody's really talking about is your vintage 12-inch line of figures. You announced the Stormtrooper, left a lot of people scratching their heads. Tell us how this concept originated. Well, the concept was, you know, um, I'm not quite old enough to remember when these first came out myself, but... uh, you know, everybody wanted to recapture the spirit of, of the original figures in 77, you know, the original, you know, the, the, the original set. And we wanted to do that, but update it, get it, you know, as we've grown up, they should grow up too. So why not blow them up to 12 inches? So we actually did a digital scans uh, using our LiDAR scanners of the of the original three and a, three and three quarter inch uh, figures. Uh, we blew them up basically, and the, 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 the integrity of the detail is absolutely fantastic. They came out looking gorgeous, as you can see. We've got the Stormtrooper here as our, uh, as our Comic-Con exclusive, and we just announced, uh, I, actually, I've been doing a daily reveal on our Facebook page. I'm pimping the Facebook page because, well, y'all should be fans. I'm just saying. But uh, we've, we've been putting it up on the Facebook page uh, every day, revealing a new one on the card. And the big surprise was that on the back of the Series 1 card, we didn't have the Death Star Trooper, but instead we had Boba Fett. And Boba Fett is our C5 exclusive. Um, pre-orders should that, uh, for that should be going up very shortly for members of our Premier Guild. Uh, they'll be able to start taking that uh, order for that, I believe, this Monday after Comic-Con. So uh, Boba Fett's the C5 exclusive. He'll be available there. Um, and then the rest of the line, you'll start seeing them come out uh, a piece at a time over the next year. 
got a big selection here. I I love the Vader with the vinyl cape. Thank you. I noticed the Jawa and the Tuscan also they and the Leia. The vintage figures originally had vinyl capes. The display you have, you know, the look like my old toys. All the capes are missing, and they're missing off the blown up ones. When those come out, are they going to have capes? Well, if you look on the back of the card, actually the Jawa and the other pieces do have the vinyl capes. If you look on the back of the cards, we wanted to. Um, we wanted to have the displays match the figures that we've got, and, well, we pulled the, the figures on display here from our personal collections. So they're sort of the same spirit of, hey, you know, these are our old toys, and we wanted consistency for the, for the display. Did you say vinyl cape Jawa? Vinyl cape Jawa? That's what you just said. You said the Jawa has a vinyl cape. I can, I can neither confirm nor deny, but if you look on the back of the card, if you look on the back of the card, it'll have, it should have a vinyl cape. That is correct, yes. Any cloth cape variants planned? Ooh, that is an excellent question, an intriguing idea, and I will bring it to our production team. While we're talking about old classic vintage variants, lightsabers, double telescoping, single telescoping. If you look right there on Luke's lightsaber, that is a... It is actually a telescoping. So, our, okay. yeah. We're, I couldn't tell. You have it behind glass. Yes, it is behind glass. We, we did that on purpose because, well, you know, it's our baby. Um, but it is, I believe that that one actually is telescoped on display. So I don't think it compacts, but it is, you know, the handpiece. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, didn't the original vintage double telescoping come out of the hilt and then that little, you know, the plastic tip also telescoped? And then they stopped doing that and they just had, like, the tip on the ends instead. That's an excellent question. And like I said, I actually don't own any of the originals myself, so I can't personally verify that. But, um, man, if you were asking me about D&D &D books, I could go on all day long. <laughs> you know? But I wouldn't know what to ask except tell me about D&D &D books. Well, there's a lot of them, and they're all awesome. And uh, I need to start playing 4th Edition again is all I can say. So you're also a Wizards of the Coast Facebook page. Uh, I don't own the Wizards of the Coast Facebook page, but I'm certainly a fan of it, yes. These are really great. I know a lot of people are really excited about this. The cards. Yes. You, these come carded. Great touch for this. Did you think about the scale? How much deci decision went into? Because initially we were mapping out, you know, if you took all of the cards and tripled the size, you'd fit like three on a wall. So... Well, you know, we thought about it long and hard, and we went, you know, if we're blowing, if we're blowing the piece up, we got to blow the card up, and it's go big or go home. I mean, we are called Gentle Giant. I'm just saying. Um, uh, the cards are actually clamshelled. Um, so this way you can actually have your cake and eat it too. You can actually take the, uh, the, the figures out, play with them, and then be able to put them back in the clamshell and reseal it as if it was never opened. Very nice, very nice. Thank you very much. I was wondering about that because I figured you'd have to tear it off the bubble, leave nope. it if it was... Nope, 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 nope. We clamshelled it specifically for the reason that, you know... Um, that we want collectors, there are people who collect and they want to keep them sealed, but there are also people who collect who want to keep them sealed, but also want to be able to open them up and enjoy them. You know, there's different ways to enjoy your action figures, and we wanted, like I said, we want people to be able to have their cake and eat it too. Now this is something that's completely different from what General Giant has ever done. Yes. Where did this idea come from? Because when I think of action figures or anything, I do not think a gentle giant. And it seems kind of like a, a licensing thing. You know, you've got already Hasbro on the market, and then you've got Sideshow on the market and all of that. Well, you know, we wanted to do this, and it was creative. It was something that I don't think uh, too many other people have been thinking about doing, and we just thought, what the heck, why not? Let's go for it. And you say the Stormtrooper has sold out its allotment for the past few days? Uh, it has sold out its allotment every day. We're actually getting more shipped in tonight for Saturday, and we'll have some more on order after that for Sunday. So this stuff is its going fast and furious. Actually, the, the Stormtrooper's been our biggest seller to date. 
So, uh, you know, in, of this con. Okay, now I have to get really geeky. Are they articulated? In, in all their four-point articulation glory, yes, they are. Yeah, because I actually always think that Vader's wearing a pantsuit. Yeah. Leia. Pantsuit. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. No, they, yeah, that's exactly how we roll. So, but yes, they are articulated. You can, uh, you can bend them, pose them. Yep. It's some good stuff. Yeah, these are, uh, there's 12 in the original set in Series 1. Um, as Toy Fair confirmed uh, every, to everybody recently, there will, there's a Series 2 planned already. Uh, Walrus Man is going to be featured in it. As Boba Fett tells you, there, there's going to be more. You know, we're, we're, A New Hope is not going to be the only movie getting some love here. Now, I wanted to ask about uh, the contest you have going on here at Comic-Con, where the first prize is a couple of the busts you've done for Star Wars with the Attack of the Show hosts' heads on them, and the second prize is the fan-favorite Black Hole Stormtrooper bust. Most of our listeners have already posted in our forums, you got that reversed. <laughs> well, you know, we love we love your listeners, we love our collector base, but we're, you know, as, as any business, you know, knows, we want to constantly expand our appeal and there are a lot of people who we are you know we've recently had this great great partnership with attack of the show uh their fans their fans we know that they like tend to like the same things that we do um you know and, the, and like what our collectors do so what we want to do is we want to really expand the presence of gentle giant get it out there to more people that's part of the, that's that's another big part of the reason behind the 12 inch lines to get out to collectors who you know may not be into minibus or may not be into statues you know and i know that there are plenty of people who just collect the minibus or just collect the statues or just collect the maquettes you know and and that's all well and good we love those collectors those people are our bread and butter. We love them. We adore them. But we constantly want to grow. You know, we want to grow. We want to change. We want to evolve. That's not to say that we're ever going to get rid of the bread and butter. But we got to put some, uh, you know, we want to get some peanut butter. We want to get some jelly. You know, people who like the tuna fish, we got to get that in there. I mean, we you gotta, we, we want to have some variety. And, you know, the people who want the, the Black Hole Stormtrooper minibus, hey, man, enter that and go, enter the drawing and go for it. There, there are people, though, who, you know, we know are Attack of the Show fans that will get a kick out of those pieces, and that's, that's who we want. Uh, it's, it's got a very wide range of appeal, you know? So, that's what so, so what you're saying is G4 is the tuna on our peanut butter and jelly sandwich. More like the bananas, but, yeah, you know, you got to get the banana, peanut butter, and jelly, you know? Now, you've put a lot of pieces on display here for Comic-Con. I was just really impressed to see all the new product, all the updated product. We, I'm going to have to go high level to talk to you about it. How long until we start seeing some of this release? Because it seems like a lot of times with General Giant, we'll see stuff and be teased about it and teased about it. And wonder, and then by the time it actually does come out, we're confused. It was like, oh, it, it came out. And it, you slowed down lately for us Star Wars collectors. And I guess for a while it was so fast and furious. And now it's kind of slowed down. How late into the future are some of these items going? Um, the pieces that you're seeing on display here, I, I think you're going to see a lot of them coming out within the next year. You know, I can I can tell you right now that uh, the Padme is, uh, the Padme Snow Bunny is our uh, is our 2010 holiday bust. Ula and uh, Slave Leia uh, behind them are going to be coming out in the next couple of months specifically. I think uh, actually Ula should be shipping by the end of August. Uh, Darth Talon just shipped out. Actually, I was processing orders for her all week. That's why I managed to get. It's Friday afternoon, and I just got to the con about an hour ago because I've been dealing with Darth Talon shipping. Um, let's see. The uh, the Force Unleashed uh, 21B actually is our 30th anniversary mini bus for the Empire Strikes Back, so he'll be out by the end of the year, I can tell you that. Um, he's almost ready. He actually lights up. He was originally going to be our C5 exclusive. Um, there were some manufacturing issues with the light-up feature, so unfortunately he got pushed back a little bit. But uh, we, were, we weren't going to have him ready in time to be selling at the con. But he's going to be available right afterwards. 
So that's something that we'll actually start taking pre-orders on him uh, within the next couple of days, I believe. So that's, you know, like a, a lot of the stuff that's first-time reveal, you're going to be seeing real quick. Uh, we've got Shea Vizsla. Um, we've got, um, we're pointing out the minibus right now, not that you guys can see this in podcast land, but, you know, we're in front of the minibus displays, but I'm going to talk about the maquette for a second. The maquette is actually already uh, available through StarWarsShop.com. Is that a pre-order or is it shipping? Last I checked, it's a pre-order, but it should be. I, I think that's going to be shipping sooner than later. So I have to double check because that's the thing. When you're dealing with somebody else's distribution, it, it goes. It, it's a different timetable. So, like I said, a lot of the stuff that you're going to see teased here, you're going to you're going to be seeing coming out soon. I know things slowed down a little bit, um, but we're we're you know we're picking things back up. Uh, the schedule is has been in a state of flux, but it's getting solidified, and things are going to be happening. You mentioned the Snow Buddy Padme mini bust. Yes. Can you tell us about the genesis of that uh, art behind it, the design? Well, you know, I'm not the sculptor, so I couldn't tell you the exact genesis behind it. But, uh, you know, we had previous minibus where we had uh, Commander Cody, where we had... Um we had Commander Cody, we had uh, Max Rebo, we had Salacious Crumb. It's about time we did something that is human and attractive. So why not go for that? You know, you got Padme looking all sassy in her little furry line, uh, fur-lined hoodie with a spirit of mistletoe. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Um, so that was, that, that. I think that was the inspiration is that we wanted to have some. Because also the other thing is that people have been clamoring for a realistic Padme or another Padme bus for a while. And we, and we listened, we heard, and we wanted to put that out and we thought, why not? Yeah. Normally, your Christmas busts, though, like are a bit of a variant. You mentioned Salacious Crumb, but there was the Salacious Crumb that was also movie accurate. Mm-hmm. Same with Max Rebo. With uh, Yak Face, you did the wonderful thing of having the accessories to swap it out. This seems completely Christmas themed, or is there going to be a non-Christmassy variant? That is an excellent question, and actually, I have to check with uh, Vinyl Squirrel. Uh, that question that I've asked her that I haven't gotten an answer to yet. So I don't want to go and give any mis- misinformation regarding that, but that is, uh, that, that is something that I don't know the answer to. So I don't want to, you know... I, I misspoke on the Twitter the other day saying I wasn't sure, and people took that as a no. So... You know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll get I'll get the final answer for that for you on that shortly. You've got a lot of Clone Wars maquettes out here. Yep. I think one of my favorite items in the Clone Wars era is the ATRT. Any idea on a price point on that? Uh, that is TBD at the moment. Uh, that is TBD, but it is a beautiful piece. It is a beautiful sculpt. It is something that we are incredibly proud of. Um, they kept this thing under wraps so well. They know that I run the Twitter. Uh, so they kept this thing under wraps so well. I didn't even get to see the prototype until the day before we left the con. But it's something I'd heard whispers about, and I knew it was big. It actually takes up three uh, three hex bases, and it is uh, it is impressive, and we're very, very proud of this one. That's about eight inches to the non-D&D gamers. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Wait. Wait, was that an ATRT or an ATPT? That is an ATRT. Okay, I was right the with, first time. With driver. With driver on the back. Mm-hmm. Or is there going to be a new Star Wars product beyond this on display at Celebration 5? Um, this right now is pretty much our, our entire brand new catalog that we're going to be revealing uh, for at this time. So I don't believe we've got any new reveals for C5. Uh, they're so close together, and we didn't want to... It, it was a very difficult decision, but, you know, it was like... We didn't have anything else that was going to be new or that knew that was going to be ready in time for C5 that wasn't already ready for Comic Con. So that it was like I said, it was a tough decision. I know some people are kind of upset that we don't have uh, anything brand new on display, but it's within it's within two weeks. So it's a very small window to get anything else that's on the on the plans or in the plans turned around and ready to go. So. All right, well, Greg, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it and are really excited about all this product coming out. Fantastic, guys. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking with you all, and I hope, uh, uh, you know, I hope you guys 
uh, enjoy what we've got coming out. Uh, and we've got a lot of really awesome stuff, uh, you know, in the plans for next year as well. And we're looking forward to getting more information out about that too. So thank you. Thank you to Greg for tolerating all of my questions <laughs> and responding we with nosy, the We got nosy, didn't we? <laughs> but some of the other items we talked about in that interview, they had such a great display of new stuff. And he says it's all coming pretty soon. It's almost easier for me to talk about what I didn't like than what I liked. <laughs> I love some of the new minibus I got a chance to see, like seeing the hammerhead in person, even though he shouldn't have a gun, it worked for me, and seeing the Snow Bunny Padme. I don't know what to think about the Snow Bunny Padme. It doesn't look at all like Natalie Portman is my only No, problem. it does not. In fact, I didn't realize that was Snow Bunny Padme because the likeness is so bad. It could have just been Snow Bunny. I just thought it was... Maybe they're doing an EU girl or something, but it did not look like Natalie Portman. I guess the problem was because it was real life versus Clone Wars that wore the outfit. Yeah, it, it didn't look like Natalie to me. That ATRT statue, oh. That was neat. Now, I'll tell you what, I'm hoping for the final production being better because they had him held up with a zip strip. They did have him suspended with a zip strip. I know for a fact they'll get it right, though, but that was great. The Greedo statue just was kind of chill the way he's kind of just like leaning against he was pretty cool he was and the blue snaggletooth to go with him of the statues i gotta say darth talon ooh, bad statue she's got her hand out and her eyes are kind of bulging and it honestly looks like she's being tasered maybe she is it it just didn't work for me it was the facial expression she reminded me of a nun who used to teach me piano that face their maquettes have certainly come a long way since the days of Booty Leia, and I'm loving what they're doing with some of these Clone Wars maquettes. The Pre-Vizsla Mando. Do you like the Pre-Vizsla? I do. I really do. And it's a good size for it, but you want to know the one that's really got me jazzed is the Bosk. The Bosk was great. The Bosk was great. I think this is Bosk's year. It is. This is the secret year of Bosk, and they really outdid themselves. I must have the Bosk. And the others, I really do like. You know, usually with my completionism, there's some that pain me. And with the maquettes they showed there, none were a problem. So great showing by Gentle Giant. As Greg said, they decided not to hold anything back. Hasbro was holding stuff back. You know, it's a choice. I kind of like what General Giant did because I know a lot of people who we only see every year at Comic-Con didn't go to Comic-Con because Celebration and they had to pick. And so General Giant didn't want to leave out any fans, leave out any potential customers. So they showed it all right up front. And, you know, that means we're not going to be talking about them at C5 is the downside. We've already talked about them. We've gone there. We've seen it. But I really liked what they had. Now, real quick, a few other product lines we saw. I finally got to see the Jumbo Stormtrooper by Super 7 in person. But if you do nothing else when you see them at Celebration, watch their vintage commercial that they redid with the classic Japanese style. I cannot wait for them to put it online. They had it playing on an iPad. Freaking awesome. I loved it. The Stormtrooper is very cool. It is very cool. And I will tell you that they are very high quality. Frank, who is the Star Wars guy at Super 7, you may have known him from Kotobukiya. He spent a month pouring over those and making sure every single detail was right on every single one. Yeah. 
Well, check it out. We've taken some pictures. Acme had a number of new prints up. I got to be honest, I only know when they send me press releases. So perhaps some of these had been seen before and just not by me. Well, they were debuting that press plate for the Falcon. And that was astounding. That was just an amazing piece. I've passed on all of their vehicle press plates, but the Falcon one was really nice. I also really liked the Red 5 kind of really artistic painting of Luke in his X-Wing. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know the artistic term, but it's a little bit washed out and kind of paint strokey. And I thought it looked really good. I did pick up the Chewbacca key and well, it's a Chewbacca key. Yeah, you're a sucker. You picked up some stuff at the Her Universe booth. I did. I bought the Darth Vader thermal hoodie and it does fit better than the burnout star wars tee and because it's a thermal hoodie it's not see-through i really like it i have it in the wash right now actually because it was still sticky inside from the adhesive from the printing process so i'll have a review of that up later and i did finish the con as mayor of her universe on foursquare congrats yes it got you a wristband it did they were pink and said her universe are very cool they also had some medallions there that we'd seen only in pictures and there was a lot of questions about the size and the chain and so i actually just put a quarter down next to them so if you're curious about how big they are you can check out the pictures on our website and get the scale of it. And I actually thought they were pretty slick. I I think that I'd be Mr. Teeing it if I wore one. I thought they were a little big for my taste, to be honest. I would probably, although it's expensive, I say it'd probably be really cool on like a backpack zipper pull or something. Yeah. But it's a little pricey for that because aren't they like $30? Around that. I did like the rebel symbol because it was sparkly. However, I am not a rebel girl. I would like an imperial logo like that. And I don't think I'm going to get it from them, probably. Well, you might if this one sells well. Yeah. Kotobukiya had a couple new items to show. They are finally back with some new product. Last year at Comic-Con, when we had Frank, who was with Kotobukiya back then, on our show, he was talking about the demon Darth Maul that was being previewed. We finally got to see an unpainted sculpt in person, a painted sculpt in their brochure. It's really awesome. It, it is. And then in the Artifacts Plus series, they're moving on and doing a Boba Fett, because it's also the year of Boba Fett. I guess mm-hmm. it's the year of the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. And, of course, their chopsticks are gangbusters. Although I just couldn't bring myself to ask Shingo if it was okay or gauche for me to take them to an actual sushi restaurant. It's gauche. We've decided. We also hit up Lego. And they had a new Jedi Starfighter out. They did. But what I was drooling over, what I must have, I don't care the cost. The Imperial Shuttle? I don't care if it's $300. I must have that shuttle. Okay, I figured. It is gorgeous. The smooth wings. It was really well done. I will give them that. And its size was nice. I really liked it. I I would have no problem letting you buy that. It is awesome. It is like just totally cool. Although I have a poll of the week and I'm actually posting this one as soon as we stop recording. I know I've missed actually posting a couple polls of the week because I try to time them with the show and I'm kind of planning for this little thing called Celebration 5. You may have heard of it. So the poll of the week is this week. Does it bother you that Lego scales are all over the map? That, like, you get a tiny A-Wing, and then, like, two years later, they release a giant A-Wing the size of a Death Star. Because that bugs me. I don't know how to display (laughs) my Legos, because you can't put them next to each other. The big thing also was the Cube Dudes, which are little Lego people constructed actually out of Legos and not Lego minifigs. I don't care for Cube Dudes, personally. Yeah. We got one at Toy Fair that was Buzz Lightyear, and yeah, no, just not having it. I didn't even enter the raffles for these. 
what I love is it's a raffle, so you get to pay for something. Mm-hmm. That just dumbfounds me. But no, I skipped out even trying for the Cube Dudes. Museum Replicas was there, and they've got a lot more offerings than they had before. They've got Stormtrooper armor, which if you don't want to build it yourself, although nothing positive that the 501st will accept it as official uniform, but they may. I interviewed one of the people at their booth. I didn't get it on tape, but what they said is this is sanctioned by Lucasfilm as the most accurate Stormtrooper armor on the market, and when they have a final product made out of polyurethane, then they expect that the 501st will. And it is modeled from an Episode 4 Stormtrooper pulled from the Lucas archives. Now, when we talked to them before, they said they were going to limit this to 501 pieces of armor, but due to the demand, they now may make more. And it's going to come in a rollaway case. If you've ever seen the 501st travel, they all have this rolly case. It's how you have to travel with your armor. Well, when you buy the armor for your 1900, that comes with the case. That's very cool. I know there's going to be some purists going, well, you didn't make it yourself. And yeah, but not everyone has the talent or the equipment. Or time. They've also got a Palpatine outfit, which is $600. It includes undergarments. So if you wanted to wear the Emperor's underwear, you can. I have a question. Yeah. Are these the Emperor's new clothes? They might be. It also includes a cane and a brooch molded from the original prop. So this really sounds kind of weird because you're going to be wearing a brooch and underwear. I don't think it comes with underwear. It comes with the undergarments under the cloak. That's why I thought of it undergarments, why? But his support outfit. They're coming out with the cane and brooch. Watch the secondary values of the Master Replicas ones plummet. They're also going to have a Padme dress. Which Padme dress was it, Arnie? I really don't know. That is actually the one when she's packing and Anakin and she says, don't do that. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yes. He's leering. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I didn't place it. Very good. That would be a good trivia question. They also have the Luke Jedi outfit for $700, including the boots. That's a great price if you count the boots. Yes. Boots themselves cost like $300. I know from our wedding. And there's also a Luke ceremony jacket from episode four and the medal for $250. That's for both combined. Again, watch the Master Replica's medal price fall. And then coming soon, they're going to have the Leia ceremony and Han ceremony plus the medal coming soon. Now, the person I spoke to wanted me to emphasize all of this pricing, availability, creation subject to change but that's how it is right now we started off over at hallmark the next day and we talked about a lot of their product but we did get a chance to interview christine taylor who is a design executive and she previewed the 2011 line for us there's gonna be a lot of neat things that hallmark's gonna have coming out for star wars fans here's that interview we are here at san diego comic-con i'm talking to christine taylor from hallmark and why don't you tell us what you do at hallmark um, I'm the creative account manager in licensing. I'm working on the Lucasfilm properties, so I work with Star Wars and Clone Wars and Indiana Jones. And, and this year, uh, your Hallmark offerings, I know there's a lot of stuff coming out for 2011. Can you just give us a little bit about what you got coming out that's totally new for the Star Wars line? Um, yeah, we um, in April 2011, we're going to start offering a line of gifts, and uh, it's going to include some barware, some pint glasses, some shot glasses, uh, a bottle opener, some um, cinnamons that, that are desktop cinnamons, and uh, uh, coffee mugs, travel mugs, sound buttons, and frames. And uh, we're, previewing them, we're previewing them for the first time here at Comic-Con, so nobody has seen this gift line. We didn't make any announcements, so you're actually the first person to hear about it officially um, here at Comic-Con. So, um, but really, the, the gift line is based around Star Wars quotes. Um, Star Wars is so rich, full of so many quotes, and um, we probably could have gone on forever adding quotes to it, but we tried to find quotes that really match you know, the, the item that they were on, like the... Um, 
the Yoda shot, shot glass that has size matters not. You know, fun things like that, or the pint glass that has I've got a bad feeling about this. Um, and then we also have uh, sound buttons. Uh, it, it came around um, actually when Lucas was in the office too. We were just batting around some ideas for sound buttons and. Um, we came up with a sound button that has laughs from uh, creatures all over the galaxy. So you're going to hear Chewbacca, R2-D2, Ewoks, Jabba, Salacious Crumb. They're all in there. And with the quote, the appropriate quote, laugh it up, fuzzball. So Chewbacca starts off the, the laughs. So, um, okay, let's play that. like coffee mugs that play the theme song, um, several inspirational Yoda quotes. Of course, we have uh, uh, items, a coffee mug with uh, do or do not, there is no try, as well as this desktop sentiment. And for your dad, and I am your father mug with Darth Vader on it. So, um, My favorite, though, is um, actually an item that um, came to my brain itself, and that's the uh, Darth, Va Darth Vader bottle opener. We don't have a working sample yet, but um, it has uh, the force is strong with this one. It's actually going to have a Vader helmet, and the, the mask is opening where the, the bottle opener is. So excited about that one to, to see the final product on that. And we may have a sample at Celebration, so we'll be showing this at Celebration as well. And I also noticed you've got some different party things going on or things for little kids. Steve Santowit was playing with the thumb wrestlers. Yes. Those are really cute. And the um, Chinese yo-yo. Yeah. Like so what else have you guys do some coloring stuff? What's going on? Yeah, well, um, we own Crayola as well. And so um, we do, we have a lot of products with Crayola, and they have the Star Wars property. So we will combine some of our um, party line um, with some Crayola things. So we made we had the ability to do these large format puzzles, and then now we have Crayola too. So they come with crayons, and so kids can share, each get a piece of the puzzle, color it in, and then build the puzzle at the party. So it's a lot of fun. So the ornaments, really, you know, these have been going on for a long time. I jumped on pretty early with that series. Uh, and I think lately, uh, among the collectors we talked to, these seem to have really gone up in popularity exponentially year after year. Is that something accurate? Um, yeah, I would definitely say so. And and it's definitely just showing up at the conventions, um, doing celebration uh, every time there's a celebration, and um, doing Comic-Con, and now starting our Comic-Con exclusives that will always carry Star Wars, has really built that fan base. And, and that you know, passionate consumer that comes back year after year. And also, we've just started really thinking about the anniversaries. Um, we started in 07 with the 30th for um, uh, for A New Hope, and uh, did the entire line. And so we're going to continue to do that. Um, we did a 25th with uh, Jedi, and of course, 30th for Empire this year. So. With the exclusive ornaments, I have to say this is two years running. That and this this sounds strange. Running is the right word. <laughs> it, it sounds odd from somebody who's been collecting for thirty years. But the hard to get exclusive is Hallmark. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone everyone says that. And in actuality, when we started last year, we didn't know exactly what to expect. And um, there were there were all kinds of rumors and mobs of people just lining up trying to uh, uh, get our ornament. And um, so we we definitely had to rethink how we were going to organize the line this year. Um, but that's so exciting. It's exciting for us. I think it was a, a shock for people. But, you know, we um, we share something with Lucas in that we have passionate collectors um, of our ornaments. And, you know, combined Star Wars, it has very passionate collectors. And you just have, you know, a great thing coming up, going on. So 
I imagine that your ornament base is kind of similar to like Lego who does Star Wars. You've got your Lego fans yes. and then you've got your Star Wars fans who yes. combine on the Star Wars Legos. Here you've got Hallmark ornament fans and you've got so many different licenses and then you've got Star Wars fans. So having one at Comic-Con, which is obviously far more Star Wars focused than say we were at the opening of our Hallmark uh, when the uh, Lando ornament was out and the demographic was quite different than say Midnight Madness at Toys R Us. Right. So has there been any feedback from the uh, less uh, Star Wars fan who just really is into the ornaments about their availability of the exclusives? Um, not that I'm aware of, no. I mean, I definitely think particularly our limited quantities, um, which are selling out really, really fast, like Lando this year. We started with, um, I can't remember, our first one was the Royal Guard, um, which we did I, a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I, I really haven't heard it from, from anyone else. And I think that Star Wars fan, I mean, people would be surprised, and I was humbled by it the first time I was at Celebration, how many Gold Crown card members there are, yeah, that are Star Wars fans. I mean, we have a shared experience. I think with a lot of people, it, it doesn't seem like the, the obvious thing, but I think that's what's so cool is that we do have a lot of Gold Crown card-carrying members that are very, very passionate Star Wars fans. So. And with this year's exclusive, you did a greater production run. How's it going as far as the chaos compared to previous years? It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. We sell out in, in a couple hours. You know, it, it's it's great. It's awesome. So. And, and last year, you actually, someone was shoving you to try to get you out of the line. Yeah, I got shoved. Oh. Uh, somebody was, like, trying to mm, mm, out of the line on the preview night. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, we've definitely gotten better at sort of controlling the line. And we try to bring Star Wars characters around, entertain the line. We hand out, you know, goodies, why people are in line our buttons and everything else, um, which we'll continue to do. We also really love our exclusive buttons, and, and other people do. We have people trying to do multiple collections. We're like, hey, save some for the other people. <laughs> Speaking of, I wanted to go back and tell you, I don't know if you guys have looked back at our sneak peek Star Wars for 2011 for the ornaments, but um, we are, uh, you talked about Lego. Well, adding Lego and Star Wars, well, now we're going to do a Lego Star Wars ornament, and we're going to do Darth Vader. So, um, and it's back there as a sneak peek. And hopefully we'll be able to show the actual sculpt at Celebration. I don't know if it's going to be ready yet, but we're gonna, I'm going to try to bring that down. So is that going to be a continuing ornament theme? Because I'll have to get another tree. Very possible. It's very possible that it might be. So. <laughs> Are you going to be planning an exclusive for Celebration or just for Comic-Con? Well... You would be the first to, to hear this one, too. Um, yes, we do have a separate Celebration exclusive. It will not be a keepsake ornament, um, but they will be ornaments. We make other ornaments as well. And um, so the, this two, um, it's going to be a two-pack at our booth of uh, the Boba Fett Celebration logo, ball relief, and uh, Yoda with the Empire logo. And it's that they're two ball relief, two-pack ornaments. In addition to that, we have sold to the store a Clone Wars Yoda that will be an exclusive to, to the convention. So, yeah. Now, something that I, I was looking at preview night was this video card for Father's Day, and people are just, like, mesmerized. That guy just picked it up. He's just mesmerized by it. It's the neatest thing in the world. Tell us a little bit about that, and it's it's really kind of just like a gift also in addition to a card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we got some technology to do the, the video embedded in the card, and some of them were just, you know, hyperactive greetings, and why not mix a passionate fan base with it? Because it really is kind of a collectible, except especially at that price point and, and how, like, hefty it is. I mean, it's almost like carrying a book with a, with a little video. And, um, you know, Star Wars always does really well at Father's Day for us, particularly Darth Vader. Um, the I Am Your Father card was, like, the bestseller for three years straight. 
and it was a natural fit. Um, but this one actually, and the reason why it's still out, it's just for general dad giving. So you can give it to your dad's birthday or, or anything. But we did launch it at Father's Day. Um, I think what's cool about it is an opportunity to tell a different story with video clips. You know, it's not just using straight up video clips, but it's it's showing how they they're, they're father like figures in the Star Wars universe and, and playing with that in a in a humorous way. So. What is the price point on that card? Twenty nine ninety nine. It's, it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift and a card in one. I mean, you, you don't have to buy the gift either. You can just, well, if you want to, you can. But you can you can buy the card and it is the gift. And a lot of people do. And, and, and I know we've had collectors come. Because we didn't make a huge run of them. So And when they're out, they're out. So in a way, it becomes a collectible as well. Now, one thing about Hallmark is I know you do a lot of the audio cards and things. And it seems like, you know, you've got certain things you do and you incorporate Star Wars into them. You did ornaments and then became Star Wars ornaments. I haven't seen any other video cards like this. Is that something you've made? or is this the first? Um, no, we started in Valentine's Day. Um, we had a Disney and I think a general one. And um, we've launched um, two different ones um, at, at season, mainly season, around season. So Mother's Day and then Father's Day. And I'm not sure we have another one coming out. For Christmas, I believe we're doing some more. So, but yeah, that very little, very few of them. So, Star Wars being a part of that is like really cool. Okay, so we're looking at the ornaments for 2011. We got a sneak peek, and we've got a Yoda, a Slave One, and then a Han and Greedo. So, my first question is, who shot first, Han or Greedo? Ah, uh, well, we all know Han did, and right answer. Yeah, <laughs> and we uh, we really, really wanted the original sound for that. Actually, we were um, searching for that, and it's it's near to impossible to actually get because it's now all with the new stuff. Um, but in our minds, it's still Han shoes first. Now, I know this is all original trilogy. Is this it? Are there going to be more coming out next year? Um, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we do have a limited quantity that we're not showing here. I hope that I'm able to show it at Celebration. And um, because I'm, I'm, giving, I'm spilling the beans for you guys because I love you, I'm going to tell you it's Bosk. Oh! Bosk. Okay, I got chills about when she said Bosk, Arnie. I, know. I've, I've, I haven't even told Mary Franklin yet, and I know that she's going to freak out. <laughs> That's her favorite. So, wow. So, are there going to be any Clone Wars ornaments, do you know, or is that still undecided? Uh, um, not not at this time. It's, kinda, it's, it's undecided at this time. Um, we're going to kind of see how the Lego uh, Vader does. But, um, but, yeah, and I think uh, the coolest... You know, I'm really excited probably mostly about this line with the Slave One for sure. Because I was, you know, everyone's a big Boba Fett. But collecting the Empire mini Boba and uh, Carbonite Han, and then you get Slave One the next year, it's like perfect to hang on your tree together. So. Yeah, I like to go organize mine in themes by yes. the ornaments. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. So I like to do that. Now, um, any plans for like anything like a tree topper, any like Star Wars themed tinsel? Because that's the one thing that's missing is I don't have the Death Star tree topper. You were like the third person just today that has said that. But yes, that gets brought up at every convention. Um, I, don't, I, I see uh, one of my colleagues behind me that works for Keepsakes that actually helps plan the uh, Star Wars line. Any any uh, any room for a tree topper in the near future? <laughs> in core or just in general? License? Yeah. Never say never. That's all I can tell you. Never say never. <laughs> Perfect. Any questions? With all of the expansion of Star Wars, I mean, this year is the 30th anniversary of Empire. You've got Clone Wars, and there, it, it seems Hallmark comes out with a pretty consistent number of Star Wars ornaments each year. Is it hard to kind of fit it all in to get the Clone Wars represented and Empire represented and then also do things like Bosk? 
Well, yeah, because it's especially hard for you have a room full of fans too that are you know that are passionate about it, and the sculptors are passionate about it, and so everybody wants to do you know their favorite. And we also have to we try to give a little bit to the fan, the consumer, but also know the the moms with kids that buy you know the general ornaments that want to buy their their kids ornaments each year too. So I think Clone Wars has helped fill that. I think Lego will help fill some of that need too. So we do try to think about all the different consumers that that we want to uh, appeal to. So. And thank you very much, Christine, for joining us and telling us all about what Hallmark has to offer. Well, you're welcome, and thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for Christine, and I'm going to kind of hold you to that never say never on the tree topper. Yeah. I'll not say never. And she did put out the Bosque after she spilled the beans to us. We emailed our friends at Jedi Temple Archives with whom we're sharing our Comic-Con coverage and made sure that they got the word out to all the fans immediately about the Bosque and the Celebration 5 ornaments. Which are balls. Relief balls at that. (laughs) Come on, I gotta talk about balls now for what, three weeks? That's gonna make me giggle. In other places on the convention floor, we passed by the Funko booth and we kept right on going. Nothing to see there. Uncle Milton had a, I don't know if they had a presence or not. There was a glass booth in the Lucasfilm Pavilion. It was kind of like a detolf filled with Uncle Milton items, but that was it. I didn't even see any Uncle Milton representatives. So I don't know. At a random booth around the convention, I did see the lightsaber umbrellas. They were priced at $25, though. Yeah, and it wasn't raining, so I didn't buy one. They're they're cool looking, though. They yeah. have a nice bright color. They were kind of small, though. What I laughed is there were some bootleg merchandise. I don't understand how bootleg merchandise sells on the Comic-Con floor yeah. when the licensees are just a few booths away. Not really sure how that works either because we saw some neat shirts. We saw <laughs> Chewbacca mustache ride shirts. Oh boy! And Data and three PO making out. And, and the best one, Boba there, Fetish. There's Boba Fetish. My favorite one is it's Han Solo with the gun out, and it says, "Damn right, I shot first. <laughs> Almost bought that one. Finally, another unofficial item. Marjorie picked up some original art. Yeah, I picked up some prints by Rack. He had a really cute sketch card, which his sketch cards are a buck, which is really neat. What a great price for sketch cards. And he hit me where it hurt. He hit both Star Wars and Marvel characters. Yeah, I got a Disney princess print for my niece, Lily, because she loves the Disney princesses. Then we got a bounty hunter print, which has some pretty cool. They're kind of like zombie-like. That's why I think I like them. Perhaps I'm a little weird that way. Yeah, they are just this side of like the Funko Monster Star Wars mashups. They're very hyper stylized, yet cartoony and kind of gnarled and gross. Mm -hmm. But yet I love it. And if you see this guy's booth and he travels to a lot of cons, he's not just San Diego. Mm-hmm. He wheels and deals like a mofo. He does. He will wheel and deal, and I like that. Because you saw the Disney princesses, and so we've already bought a Christmas gift. Yay! Christmas shopping starting <laughs> early. Back to school's already going on, so might as well Christmas shop. And I was like, all right, well, if you're getting that, I think I want the Bounty Hunters one. And you were down with the Bounty Hunters. Of course I was. But then he said, it's three for 40, one for 20, three for 40. So, of course, we had to add another one in of your choosing. (laughs) And then you wanted the Jar Jar sketch card. Yeah, I did. And you wanted the Galactus sketch card. Yeah. Because this was the con of Galactus. It was the con of Galactus because he's awesome. You'll see our video on that a little later. But he threw the sketch cards in for free. I know. Wasn't that awesome? 
awesome. And another sketch card that I don't even know who it is. I think he didn't mean to give it to us and I didn't mean to take it. I don't know. <laughs> if anyone can tell us who the person is on the Enhanced Podcast right now, please let us know. Show at SWActionNews.com. And that was the Star Wars presence at the con. It was quite a bit given the celebrations just a couple weeks away. It is 15 days away. Then don't forget we've got a big week of programming for you guys on a Wednesday night to get yourself ready for celebration. We're doing a charity event at Heroes Landing. We're hosting it. We're not organizing or anything. We're just going to be the MCs and ask the trivia questions. So get your best team and head on over to Heroes Landing. Or come alone and we'll find a team for you. And you can start making friends immediately. It's like our own non-sexualized version of speed dating, Star Wars trivia. (laughs) Then Thursday morning... First thing in the con, if this is your first con, you really do need to come to this. I'm not just saying it because we're doing it. We are doing a panel 10 a.m. Thursday morning about how to make the most of your celebration experience, how to see the things you want to see and how to make it so that at the end of the weekend, you're not quite as dead. Notice Marjorie and I sound pretty healthy after Comic-Con. The worst thing that happened to me is I was an idiot. I had a non-Comic-Con related injury. I got sunburned. Had nothing to do with my con survival. It was just stupid me sitting outside catching up with somebody in the sun and kind of shady area. So we're going to be doing that Thursday mornings, kicking off the con right on the fan stage. And then later on, we'll be in the collector stage talking about collecting podcasts. Then, what do we know about collecting podcasts? I don't know. I don't know. I've been really... doing this five years. we got to figure out something on that, huh? And then to cap off Thursday night, to get your celebration started off with a bang, we've got our party Thursday night, which the tickets have already sold out for. The shirts are awesome. We made their debut at Comic-Con and everybody wanted one. Yes, they did. But only the people going to the party can have one. And then to end celebration, so you can kick off celebration and end it with us, the panel about partners and collecting is on Sunday afternoon. So if you're still around Sunday afternoon, you can come listen to me air all the dirty laundry about Arnie. I I think that panel should be renamed witness for the prosecution in the divorce trial. Exhibit A, your honor. (laughs) We are looking forward to celebration. Two weeks away, I have to start working. Yeah, it's time to go. So with that, we'll talk to you next week. And thank you all for listening to our Comic-Con coverage. Come to the forums. Tell us what you thought were the highs and lows at Comic-Con and which items are going to take your money first and which items you just wouldn't touch. Discuss it all in our forums. And we'll talk to you next Next week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. 
You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Nice to know Sharon Baska will still have something to sign. Shannon Baska. That's what I said, Shannon Baska. Uh, okay. A one-year-old pooping in his diaper is cute. <laughs> no, it's not! A 35-year-old <laughs> pooping in his diaper is a frightening sight. Wait, why do you think a baby pooping in his diaper is quaint? All right, I, it actually isn't. That is kind of gross. Let me see if I can come up with a better analogy for kid adults things.